recording? Yes, we're recording. All right. So this is it. Hello. Live right now. We probably have we're upwards live. of a thousand people on right just right now. Yeah. We're just starting oh. though. So yeah. thousand one. Yep. People are coming in. So yeah. <laughs> so I think we're gonna go. Let's let me just say this. We're we just gonna a, jump into we have it. A mu- we have a movie ranking system, yeah. oh, which gosh. we want to start with. Thank you, Garrett. Over. We want to tell you guys. Yeah, we want to go over this. Um, you tell us if this is fair. This is actually Garrett's. Let's just clarify. I this came this up is with this your. List. We were talking your about ranking system. But it's about to be our listener. It, we're incorporating system. it into our daily <laughs> lives because I think it's the fairest system I've ever heard. I agree. A lot of people have trouble distinguishing movies between, fi- like they either don't like it, it's a five, or oh, I loved it, it's a ten. Where are the sevens, the eights, and the nines? And th- this is, uh, yeah, that's like the good movies. Like, we're yeah. not even talking about movies that sucked. Yeah. So. That's a separate podcast. I, I, it started when I, exactly. I, I gave my, I gave some sevens and eights to, uh, uh, of movies I had rated to Ben and Caleb, and they were kind of surprised because it was. I wasn't, uh, listen, I was surprised. It was kind of the sevens and eights that I were naming were fairly low, no, and they were surprised. So not surprised in like a, whoa! I can't believe you put that there. It yeah. was more like I was surprised more at how realistic all of this was. So yes. sevens, for example, let me read a few. Wait, to wait, you. wait! Before you before you even get into the examples, can you just explain to us what? determines your list. So here's here's my list. Because this is what I think helped me understand your ranking system yeah, there's five, so well. There's and five my pillars. There's five pillars. Five pillars. We're going to go through them one by one. Take one, notes. we're going to say, we'll start with artistic value. Which Did is great. Did they do something in the movie, uh, whether it be you know, awesome writing, awesome editing, cool shots, yeah. good cinematography, that long blew you time, away. Like, you know, this long one kind of shot yeah. Sequences. I.e. Uh, the Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. 1912. Yeah, Birdman was awesome. 1912. Even some editing and whiplash Ooh, was great. Birdman. So that is one. Next, we're going to say is, uh, I call it culture impact. Did it make a splash in the world? I think this has to be taken into account at least a little bit. Did it receive... Um, did a lot of people receive it well? Uh, and, s- and so I think a good example of this is the impact that Forrest Gump had on like so many people in just the world and just movies has to be taken into account. Same with Star Wars, same with Lord of the Rings. That's not to say that a, a smaller budget film, uh, short term 12, for example, amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've seen that movie. Short Turn 12, for example, that's not to say that that can't have an impact just because it's a, a, an indie movie. I agree. Completely. So we'll go with that. Uh, individual performances is another one. Was there someone that blew you away and you thought, wow, they really transformed for that? Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. The list goes on. So that's the that's third three. one is individual performance. Fourth, we're going to go longevity. Longevity? Can you watch the movie? Oh. Two years later, yeah, and still be blown away and still love it. Mm. Inception, for example, we watched that the ten year anniversary when it came back in theaters, and I was blown away once again. Longevity, 
yeah, uh, it holds. Almost, uh, I agree completely. Almost no other movie has the longevity that Inception does. I think some do. Some do. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings does for sure. There it uh, is. And then finally, we're gonna say personal influence. Did this wreck your day? Did was this the only thing you could think about for the next three days? Was it were you constantly like thinking about this movie? Did it make mm. you really sad? Did it make you really happy? Scared? We have to take that into account when you're ranking movies yourself. So that is the general five-point system. Generally speaking, if it has all five of those things, it is a 10. Generally speaking. Can However, I? there are some where there's f- a four out of five, but one of the pillars is so strong that it makes up for the, the rest. Such oh, as yeah. for me, Star Wars 5, I didn't see an individual performance that I was like, wow, they really blew me away. But... The writing, the culture impact, uh, you know. Absolutely. Inspired a whole entire. Yeah. Of, of plot twisting and stuff. And so I think yeah. that one, although it doesn't have all five pillars, the four are so strong that it puts it over the top. So that's a general outline uh, to get some uh, to get some sort of objective standards of how we're ranking movies. So we're not just saying like. Good movie, bad movie, good movie, bad movie, good movie, bad movie. Right. So we can rank sevens. Right. We can be we can objective. Dis- we can distinguish from what, what's an eight, what's a nine. Yeah. What's a seven, what's an eight, you know. Yeah, I think IMDb should actually be picking up on this. Yeah, dude, seriously. And the Grammys. Yes. Do we call the ourselves Oscars. critics? I don't know. Sorry, Oscars. The Oscars, too. Or it's Grammys, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Come to us. So anyway. Call that's, us that's, that's my piece that I came up with. And we've been talking about it. All right. Uh, some examples of eights bye, for me. Bye, yeah. bye. I will say Get Out is an eight for me. Blue Valentine, Silence, True Grit, Zodiac, Shh. Arrival. This is just me personally, okay? This is just me personally. Some nines for me. I didn't know. Did you like Blue Blue Valentine? Was it good? Yeah, I liked it. Wow. Isn't it a, is it a romance? It is. Yeah. But like it's intense. It's it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. I want to watch it. Uh, nine. We got. I mean, I put La La Land. I put Grand Budapest Hotel. Truman Show. <laughs> Truman Show might be a ten. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back to that. Uh, Whiplash as well. And then tens. You really have to reserve those. You really have to be careful with those. I like your ten list. So tens. I have the Lord of the Rings Fellowship. Uh, you know, return. I mean, I could put all Lord of the Rings on there probably. We um, put Shawshank on there. I haven't seen Shawshank, oh, so I have <gasps> to. But I have Toy Story. I have Gasp! The Ruby Blood, No Country for Old Men, The Social Network, uh, Star Wars Five, Forrest Gump. Uh, as I said, Lord of the Rings. Okay, look, I know you don't have this one on there either, but you can just add it ahead of time, and you're gonna watch it soon, and you're just gonna be blown away. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, you're right. What? The Matrix. Oh okay, dude. And here's here's why I think this might be one of the stronger cultural cases. It actually inspired a whole entire new way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Isn't like the simulation theory or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh almost single-handedly. Not to say that it wasn't like maybe theorized beforehand. I would a hundred. I would Ben. I would a hundred percent agree with Ben, and I would a hundred percent say that the Matrix is probably one of. I'd probably say the Matrix is one of the most influential movies when it comes to act like 
it, it, I think it changed the game of the expectations for action, for um, for writing, for just the complexity of the story. Mm. I mean, back then it was just like movies were not made that. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. I just feel like movies were made so differently back then, because Matrix was ninety nine. I think ninety nine or two thousand. Did that get any? Not that it really matters, but did that get any uh, Academy Award nominations? No, no, no. Here, so here's the craziest thing. Yeah, here's okay. This is actually something that I actually want to talk about, and I'm I'm sure Ben is excited about Matrix Four. Um, but yeah, the Matrix actually did win four Oscars. Mm, what, what Film editing, sound effects, both sound and visual effects. What won Best Picture that year? Ninety nine. Guess what freaking movie won Best Picture? Was it a One of mind? my favorite a movies. Mind? One of my favorite movies. A Beautiful Mind. Nope, it's close. Gladiator. Nope, ninety nine, baby. American Beauty. Kevin Spacey, American Beauty, dude. American Beauty. Best picture, ninety nine, baby. Ninety nine was a good year. Dude, Kevin Spacey year. is so canceled. I can't believe you even. It's sad how canceled he is. I can't believe you even mentioned that movie. Me? Can't believe you even mentioned Kevin Spacey's name. Dude, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> dude, it, it's crazy to me because. Yeah, no, it's just crazy to me because I, I think that American Beauty is so good. Yeah, I watched that in my film studies course in Arkansas. What do you think? Um, man. Cultural relevance, dude, that is an all-time high. Are Kinda. you kidding me? Are you kidding well, me? Well, we're talking about influence here, right? We're talking about influence, right? Dude, that movie is so freaking So explain layered. the cultural influence it has. American Beauty? Yeah. I would say it has a cultural influence on the idea of like so I would say family. I'd say it's a really good depiction of like so family like how, and how did it impact how was it received, would you say? Cuz like when I say that I, I was kind of meaning sort of to like like the way that Forrest Gump for example is received is yeah. like I think Forrest Gump was 99 or was that 96? I think that was a little bit earlier. Let me look. Bye, Rachel. But but the the degree that Forrest Gump 94 was received is like there's so few movies that reach that that heights of like fame. Yeah. And and uh Yeah, just like it Yeah. Well, this is why I love The Matrix. It's because it did reach those heights, but then it also inspired people to go get therapy because they thought they were inside of a simulation. <laughs> ben, did and you then and they were talking to these therapists, and these therapists would have to go get therapy because well, they were like, wait, well, <laughs> is do, that true? You've seen American Beauty, right? Yes. I kind of want to want to talk about that for a second. I'd like to, too. Because I, I watched that, right? And I liked the movie. I thought, I mean, albeit it was a little bit like, Yikes! A little bit risque, I guess. It was very risque. And so the in- I disagree. What? I don't know how you can disagree. So with that. so, what do you mean by that? It, it, the the guy like spoiler in three two the father was trying to have sex with his daughter's friend. Yes. Okay. Cool. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm saying I agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. But <laughs> that's what he was saying. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was saying. It's 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 let's it's I mean it's R so. It's understandable, but like, I don't know. It, it's interesting. I thought the ending was very, um, 
was very, very, very good. That's, and this is spoiler. That's Caleb's favorite part. The ending. No, yeah. no, dude. I have I have so many favorite parts of that movie. Spoiler in three, oh two. The part at the end, not when he gets spoiler three, two shot, but the part when he looks when he's ta- narrating, he's talking, he's looking at his family, and he's realizing like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? But 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 you missed you yeah. missed a crucial scene right before that, which I think is single handedly the best scene of Look, the whole movie. Let's see. And here's what let's it is, it. right? So right after, the craziest thing about this movie is. He spends the entire movie with a goal in mind. And the goal in mind is, I'm going to better my life. I'm going to do all these changes is because of though? my goal. Yes, 100%. His, his goal his, what? His well, goal, his goal is, is endgame is to have sex with his girl. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's but his, that's but no doubt. because of that, he does all these things that betters his life. And he's and he's getting this new perspective. He's he's having all these new things that, that, that are happening. Where before he was extremely unhappy, he's actually happy. He's True, to be happy. But he was he right. was bettering his life. I would say physically he was. He yeah. was working out and whatnot. But he was like he was basically like F all responsibility. I don't want any responsibility whatsoever. Right. I work at a fast food shop and work out so I can bang my daughter's friend. Right. Okay, okay sure, right? That sure. was the desires that he was kind of after. Yeah, but, he, but that was here's, the whole movie. Here's yeah, what we have to right? talk right. about. Here's what we have to talk about. And again, I'm not I'm not saying that it justifies. I I think that he should not have done that. And I think that any dad that's yeah. trying to have sex with your daughter's friend, that's not okay. But but I think that there was a moment when he doesn't go he doesn't go through with it. And there's a moment of clarity whenever he realizes first off that she's never had sex and that he got caught up in this idea that was really not real. It was not a real. It was not a real, like thing. Like it was. It was almost like he was living in a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and then, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. He doesn't go through with it. And the interaction in the kitchen between the two of them, oh, man. I think, is absolutely insane. Wait, wait, wait. Because he says so. She, they're talking. And he's he's it's just casual conversation. He says, "Hey, are, you know, are you okay?" Blah, blah blah. And she says, "You know, I'm all right. Um, you know, I'm still a little weirded out, but I think I'll be okay." Dude, he would still go to jail for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. But listen to this. Listen to this. Then there's this, uh, separate from all the content, the just focusing on the 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 writing and the narration. She says, "Well, how are you doing?" And he pauses. And he responds and he says, and I think this is the cultural relevance that I'm talking about that I think is still relevant to today is the power of words and the power of actually genuinely asking how someone is doing. And when when she says that, he goes, wow, he goes, I have not been asked that question in a really, really, really long time. And then he pauses and he says, I'm great. And then she walks away, and he and into himself he says, "I'm great." And he r- has this moment of realization of mm. that he actually, for the first time, was great, and it had nothing to do with his initial desire to have sex with this girl. It had everything to do with him wanting to better himself. He had, I don't know about, I don't know Change about my freaking mind. Wait, what? Oh, what wow. about That's wanting to better himself? He was wanting to get in shape so that this girl would be think it sexually was just, attracted. I, I don't to him. think it was just that, though. I don't. That's hard to say because at the end he says the only thing I felt for my stupid little life was gratitude, and so from that I'm taking he feels great because he's realizing, man, you know, my life didn't turn out the way it should have, you know, but I'm realizing, man, I have so much, so much like happiness from just the little things. 
even though my marriage is like wrecked, you know, I still am like, you know, and so I don't know about the whole bettering himself thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I think his life turned out. I, I think it wasn't that he realized that it wasn't what his life, what he wanted his life to be. I think that he realized that he had a good life and it was all in front of him and yeah. he was actually the cause of it not being a good life because of being a negligent father, not being a good husband, not really, not really making any efforts into the relationship. Cause really when you start out the movie, it's not the wife or the daughter that are, are the cause of the problems. It's him. It is him a hundred percent, but he's the one that makes all these efforts to change, but he doesn't. Mm. He just wants to work out. I, I disagree. What does with he that. do? I what, disagree what, with that. what does he do other than work out to better his life? Dude, so many things. He starts standing up for himself. So standing starts, up. He starts doing all these things. He starts actually. Less? He starts actually trying to make an effort with his daughter. He starts. Does trying he though? To, yeah, I think so. It, does he try and make an effort with his daughter though? Uh, I, I I don't know about that. Dude, dude, the scene whenever he talks to freaking Ricky. The, and he says, he says, how, how, she, or no, he asks, dude, it's the same scene in the kitchen. He says, how's my, how's my daughter? Because he genuinely cares. He genuinely, but he also genuinely doesn't know. He absolutely he doesn't know because he's, but that was a moment of realization he, that he freaked up. He did. He, I don't think, I think when he, or is it, uh, is it more of a, like, I've been chasing the wrong things this what, whole entire so what time. I think is it, the realization was. He's chasing these things. He's chasing having sex with his daughter's friend as like, this is going to be everything I imagine. This is what I want. Um, and so then what I took away from it was he's doing, that's his whole mindset. He doesn't care about anything. He wants no responsibility. That's the only thing he really cared about. And so he gets there, right? He gets there and then realizes like, this is not what I thought it would be. He's like, this yeah. thing that I thought was like the, the center of everything that I needed, I wanted, I was working towards. He's like, it's not it. Yeah. It's not yeah. it. And and then he looks back and he, and he realizes like, man, this stupid little life, this stupid little family, that's it. You know, when mm. he's looking at the picture of his family, which you're like, it's so broken at this point. He's looking at it and he's realizing that's it. You know, and he's smiling. Yeah. And he's smiling. And then he dies. Yeah. But <laughs> shot in the back of the head. But this is another thing, too, is like. Yeah, for sure. And we and do we haven't even talked about the the insane complexity of the dad, the freaking neighbor, the freaking Ricky's dad, dude, and all that. I think their relationship and him being you know unsure of himself and being. I, I guess he, the implication was that he was thinking he was gay oh, or for sure, or he gay. was gay, whatever it was. But the idea of like being unsure, like, dude, I mean that's. I mean that's big, dude. That's like big stuff. And even back then, like right. that was. I, I think that was. I really like how it, it talks about the. Um, I I really like about how this sort of view that he had of like sex is the end all be all. You know, mm -hmm. like, uh, and I, I I like that because he realized oh, there, like there's bigger things than that. 100%. And so I think that in our culture today. Every, everyone has this perfect mindset of sex. Sex is perfect. Sex is, especially with like the influence of like porn on people, mm -hmm. sex is exactly like this, you know? Yeah. And people like are disappointed because they're it's like, It's fantasy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, they're like, realize like, it's not exactly what my fantasy was, you right. know? Yep. And then they're like, oh, it's disappointing, you know? Like, and, and, or if you get, you're with someone for a while, um, you know, having sex or whatever, and then mm. like after, you know, a year, two years or whatever, you're like, dang, 
uh, this isn't it, you know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go try with someone else. Maybe I ha- just haven't found it yet. Right. When in reality, you're never gonna find it. Nope. That's what I was kind of. That's what I did l- really like about the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's this guy that was on. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, and they were talking about. It was Gavin McInnes. I know he's a, uh, he's a hot name, but he was talking about. <laughs> it, and this is so. This is like dr- exactly what the movie is. But he was talking about how friends would come up to him and be like, "Dude, don't lie." You. Would. This is totally like sensitive information, but um, he was talking to his friends about, like, "Dude, don't lie. You would totally like have sex with like a sixteen-year-old if she was hot, dude." And he was like, "What are you talking about?" He was like, Gavin McInnes was like, "I had sex with seventeen-year-olds when I was 17. It was the worst thing possible. <laughs> it's like they have it in their mind that their fantasy, like it's gonna be perfect, and they're gonna be like." And it's not that. And I think that's kind of like what the movie was, was portraying. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is this is getting risky. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, yeah. An explicit sign on this. this isn't no, no, yeah. I mean, dude, I, I yeah. The movie is, I mean, the movie is. I, yeah, no, it definitely portrays that aspect. <laughs> I think that's very controversial. What? Of having sex with a 16-year-old. Yeah. And, uh, and especially when you're a married person. I think for like, and here's my whole thing with any movie, any story, there's always a moral dilemma at play. And I think what any movie and story will try and do, if it's good, will try and sway a like different perspective on a moral or cultural standard that we have and try and get us to either lift ourselves from that for a moment and kind of see this new kind of way of looking at the world and see it as just different Mm -hmm. is this is totally set apart and this is something that doesn't apply to the rest of the world. Yeah. And it's just for this moment. And it's like if you could just if you could just take away all the like everything that you've ever thought about and let's put you in this new and very specific situation, would you budge on the way that you feel about mm-hmm. life? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I also think that a, a big part of my like of American beauty, I, I know we're not talking about it anymore, but I just want to say I think it does I think have we a, are. a yeah, lot to it, I think it has a lot to do with my childhood. I think it has a lot to do with how I was raised and I think that when I watched American Beauty after thinking for the longest time when I saw like the cover of it I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can never watch that movie." And I would legitimately 15, 14, 15, 16 if anyone I knew watched it, I'd be like, "You shouldn't watch that. That's a sin if you watch that movie. Mm. You're sinning. That's that's terrible." You know, all this stuff when I didn't even understand what the movie was. And so then I think when I watched it, eight, I think I was 18 or 19, mm-hmm. and I kind of had gotten away from this idea that, like, to be a Christian, you you know, you don't look at anything that's of the world, when really that's not the case. It's more of, as a Christian, you will see a lot of things that are of the world, but right. we have this we have this idea and this, this identity in Christ where we can see something like American Beauty and understand well that's not good that's not biblical 
but just by watching it, it doesn't make us decide to go do it. You know what I mean? But I think that sure. I didn't have that idea. And so I think I think when I watched the movie, I was super challenged as a person and as a Christian of like, wow, like I I learned a lot and I feel like I I gained a lot of perspective and idea on, on like as a person in this movie and I'm a Christian. I've never experienced that before. Does that make sense? Interesting. Because I think that's why the movie meant so much to me was that like, it was that realization. For okay. Me. Well, let me ask you this then. Yeah. Do you think if you weren't a Christian, that it would have the same effect? Um, or or yeah. do you think you would find yourself asking a, a very different set of uh, of questions? See, I don't know. On top of that, yeah, I don't, I don't know because. It's also interesting when you find out that Kevin Spacey was, <laughs> yeah, definitely. a little messed up. Yeah, yeah no, he's absolutely. got some. He's got some. Anyone know what's going on with him now? What's up with the? Uh, where is he? What, how's he doing? Is he in jail? I don't know. He's not he, in jail. He had a couple people come out with some pretty uh, reliable sources. On some of them were he was doing. Some of them were younger girls, weren't they? Guys. Guys, yeah, there you go. Yeah, guys. underage guys, which is wow. so crazy because considering like the movie, you know, right? Yeah, but um, yeah, gosh, that is. Insane. But dude, I've dude, I've I've literally I've gone back and I, I I need to confirm my source, but I've gone back and watched interviews, and that specific actress has said like, like I never would have done it if it if it wasn't for Kevin Spacey. Like she literally was like, I had complete and full trust in him. And yeah, felt completely well, comfortable doing yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's, that's because... But that's crazy, dude. That's because girls feel like that with, you know, their gay friends. They're, like, totally trustworthy and everything like but that. And I don't know if he's not was, gay. Well... Oh, you're saying he might have been. Oh, that's interesting. some same-sex attractions. That's oh, sure. dude, that's really interesting. He, no, that's no. I didn't even think ha- about that. He definitely has yeah. same... From from the stories we've heard, he definitely has some same sex attractions. Dude, I mean, did you see that he really doesn't seem like he can f- fully control? Yeah, I mean, did you see uh, House of Cards? Uh, no, unfortunately, I didn't. Heard it was amazing, though. Huh? I heard it was amazing, but I didn't. I yeah, didn't well, see it. Um, I heard it was pretty accurate to what how things really are. And to answer your question, politics. no. The answer is no. The answer is I think that I would have had a much different experience if I was not a Christian. I do too. So yeah. I, I, I think I, th- I think that's f- for anybody. So I think so. If you're a non-Christian, what do you take from that movie? Do you like you know? Do you take the same things that we're talking about? Because we're talking about how like oh like these fantasies you dream of aren't uh, all they are cracked up to be. You know like well don't I, put your hope in these things. You know. Well, I, I think it goes back to what I was saying is like when a movie tries to lift you from the moral grounding that you come in with, like that's what they want to do. Is they want to explain to you a certain situation where they're like hey this is in like other circumstances maybe no but this one circumstance you know this guy he's got a horrible wife he hates his marriage it's falling apart his daughter hates him Mm. shouldn't he just be able to have this one moment with this chick do you think anyone was thinking that though because i I don't throughout the whole movie people were kind of like this is messed up i think was the audience throughout the whole movie like this is so bad. This is so bad. Yes. I mean, I, dude, I was. I was like, this is not good, and but, I, I but would no, never recommend this. But the whole entire movie portrays him in this kind of place where you're like, I I don't, like, I think this is wrong, you know, maybe, but I also want him to win. 
Because he is the main character. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I no, know I agree with that. Ben. I, I was rooting for Kevin Spacey. I got, but you, not, but you not do. to accomplish. Maybe I it st- kind of was to accomplish it. I kind of just. I think he were. I, f- yeah. I felt pity for him. And then, I mean, I watched it once a while ago. I kind of felt like disdain a little bit. I was kind of like, he has a hard life, but uh, this guy is just so messed up. I don't know what to say. I was just kind of like, I right. don't know what to but say. But at well, the same time, I think he was the least messed up character in the movie. When you really think about no, him and Ricky. Him and Ricky, because if you think about it, the I think daughter that in the yeah the daughter the of the daughter the, seemed pretty cool. No, the daughter was kind of was kind of not all the way there. The the wife was she, nuts. Wait, wait, what was the daughter doing? I just think she was kind of all over the place. She, I think she was yeah. Super so when I don't know, but her her friend was trying trying or whatever to have sex with her father, and her father was sort of giving it back. I mean, if that happened to me, I'd be pretty upset, too. <laughs> You're saying if you were the daughter? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. what is going on? I'm leaving. Right. No, I don't think, yeah, I think that was all completely fine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I think looking back at the movie, I think you have uh, uh, this guy who's just in a poor situation. You feel bad for him, and they kind of portray that to set up this big moral dilemma, which is, shouldn't he just have this one little thing? And it's uh, and it's okay for this, and and it's it's not even that they have to say that, it's that they have to make you even think yeah. about it. Yeah, I don't no. Know. I, were I, they trying? Were they going for that? You think? I think they Dude, were. I don't know. I think they were. But the the fact Freaking. that it, it doesn't have to happen for them to even plant that as an idea. Yeah. I think if that's his goal, and that's the thing that will make him happy, and you're watching this guy, and you're like, "Dude, I want your life to be better." Because everybody wants their life to be better. And he's trying all these things to make his life better. Whatever that goal is that he think thinks will make it better, whether he gets it or not or realizes that it's not the thing he absolutely wants, it's the idea that we almost accept it as like an acceptable goal. I also would say that this movie is pretty satirical. And I don't even think we've talked about that. But I would no, say this yeah, movie is yeah. pretty satirical. It is. And I think that I think that that is something that, like, I think a lot of people take this movie completely literally, yes. and that's why they have a problem with it. And I think that was another thing that I learned, is that the movie is not supposed to be taken literally. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, but I'm just looking too into it. That is yeah. that is that's true because there are very a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of over like emphasizing of things with the, the mother and the guy she's uh, cheating on with. It's like. It's it's over. It's definitely overdone. Yeah. But there is. Yeah. I, that'd be interesting. There, I mean, there. Mm, yeah. It, it, he is. That is his. Literal goal. And I think that maybe that goal represents more than just that. It, I mean, it obviously does. Mm. Um, but in this movie, it was that. 100%. I'm trying to find like just a short like. I'm trying to find anyone just like a short their their the reason that the movie meant something to them because everyone that posts about it says something like super super long. Mhm. It's so interesting, dude. This movie is just I just think this movie's crazy. I really do. Yeah, it's you pretty crazy. I'm, no, I'm just trying to get a I'm trying to kind of remember it's been a while. I've only seen it once. I mean, my my class was going crazy when they watched it. 
Dude, this person literally says, the best film of, of 1999, the best film of its decade, and for now anyways, American Beauty stands as the best film ever made. That's legitimately someone's review of I, this movie. And dude, I don't think that's an unpopular review. That's my thing. Is like I think a lot of people feel that way. I doubt that. No, dude. I highly I d- doubt that. I disagree, We're talking about dude. best movies of all time yes, here. That's all li- time. Dude, I think no. this. I think American Beauty stands up there as one of them. No. not. I, I think it's maybe top. Top 100, Dude, maybe. Are you really just gonna just put that in front of Transformers? Yeah, exactly. Transformers, National Treasure, Face Off. Do you know that American Beauty was? Do you know that American Beauty? That's funny. That's really funny. You know, American Beauty was one of the first movies to win uh, Best Picture, Actor, Director, Writing, and Cinematography. It's like mm. some I don't know what the name of it's for, but. Yeah, dude. The big four, I think it's probably phenomenal. The big four. Sam Mendes. It was his first movie. Sam Mendes, who directed Skyfall, huh. directed Road to Partition. He Walk directed the line. Um, Walk yeah, the line. Jarhead. Jeez. Yeah, he's a good. He's, I think he's doing something new. Is he doing the new movie? Yeah, he's doing the new uh, James Bond, right? No, 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 no. He he did. Not, he directed 1917. Oh. That was Sam Mendes. He also did Spectre. He did Skyfall, Revolutionary Road. But guys, not dude, dude. That I think that's another another thing. First time director, first time director, first movie ever, best picture, best directing. Like, dude, that's just, and I'm not saying that that really matters because we've talked about the Oscars, but like, dude, who's done that? Like, I don't know a lot of first time directors Rip Lash that have was done Damien that. Chazelle's first film, but he didn't which win is anything. Good. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think Whiplash was better than American Beauty, personally. Interesting. See, and, that, and is I that just objective? I definitely said that 1912 was 19. 19- 1917 <laughs> was 1912. Dude, it's pretty much 1912. I'm an idiot. It, I mean, Damien Chazelle was like 30 when he came, when he did Whiplash. I wonder how old uh, Sam Mendes was. I'll look at it. He's old now. Tw- whatever whatever age he is, minus 20 is how old he is. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right. He was born in 1965, so he was 34. That's really young. Yeah, 34 years old. American give us kid. give us another 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of talking about American Beauty. Yeah, me too. Dude, me too. Tins, I hate see, that movie. When I, when I say when I say movie. cultural relevance, I'm not really meaning like the meaning of the movie. I'm talking about kind of like the impact it has, like widespread. Yes. So that's why I really leave it to movies that have a huge impact. The Star Wars Five, the Forrest Gump, the, the Shawshank, the what? The Matrix. I haven't seen it. I can't speak I'm to that. I haven't dude, seen Shawshank either. But give us a, give us a ten and we can chat about it. There are people have, out I, there I who are still tens. trying to wake up. Give us, dude. No, you no. You don't even have to pick a ten. Pick one movie and we can chat about it. Let's do it. Okay, let's let's go. I have. I don't have a lot of tens. Get I a reserve those one. for extremely special uh, special ones. Nines. Throw us throw us one. Your, your decision. Know, um, God. I want to dive into one. I like this. We we just talked a lot about this movie. So this. Yeah, I mean, I, The Social Network's a 10 for me, personally. I'll talk about The Social I, Network. I think it's one of the best movies of the generation. I don't think you're going to find anybody who's going to disagree with that. I don't disagree. <laughs> the Social Network network is just, one, I think what it's about is a huge part in why I think it's one of the most important, one of the biggest ones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because social media has changed everything. Absolutely. And he kind of like... In that film, Storkin and Fincher do a really good job of showing, like, one, how it was started, one, how, like, this extremely powerful thing, probably more powerful than anything right now, as far as influence goes, social media, uh, how it came about, 
uh, the anger, the bitterness, and yeah. sort of behind that. And it's certainly carried over into how social media is used today. It's also how we learn to understand the robot that is Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the Dark Knight. Oh, dude. A lot of people would say that is, I mean, top five movie of all time. A lot of people would say. Yeah, what is it on IMDb? I think it's I think it's four. That's is crazy. It four? It's number four. That's crazy. Dude, that dude. you think it's top five, you hey, think it shouldn't be? Dude, that's I, high, No, here, here's the it, thing. It climbed. It used there's to be like not nine. A, there's not a bigger Batman fan here in this room than me. I love Batman, but I don't know why it's up there. I think it's a great film through and through. Yeah. I think and I don't know why I I should like it more. It was I? definitely one of I think it was Christopher Nolan's like I think it was his boldest film. It one is it was definitely the biggest I think one of the biggest superhero movies of all time. Yeah, it is. Because but n- not only in like the the revenue and, and and stuff like that, but but thinking about, do you think it's bigger than one, Avengers? One billion worldwide, dude. I don't know. It's so much better than Avengers. It makes me sick. Honestly, are you serious? Yeah, I, so no, I, dude. I am a hundred percent. Oh so my god! But I don't think I don't even think they can be compared. I'm slap I don't even think, both. But dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why can't here's it be the thing that separates Dark Knight from any superhero movie? Oh my gosh! Come I on. think Dark Knight's a standalone film. I think that the Dark Knight is is a part of a trilogy, but I think that it is exempt in the sense of I think that anyone could watch it and completely right. understand what's going on. And dude, it, it's dude, and I'm not saying it's it's a very <sighs> it's a very gray ending. There's not it's not necessarily a good ending, you know. And I think that was no, a, but I think that's why it was so good. Yeah, I think that's a big part of why it was such a huge movie. Because yeah. what do you su- mean? Like superhero movies oh. all follow a script of. That they get they get down they have personal problems and they pull it through and it ends up pretty well. The Dark Knight, however, it ends and you're just like that was kind of good, I guess. Uh, spoiler right. three, two, uh, she dies. Uh, he turns <laughs> evil. Like Batman gets effed up. Yeah. You know, it's like um, and in the sense, the Joker, some would argue, kind of won. You uh, know, he did. He, he won. did a hundred percent. It's this. It's this. And and not to mention the themes of like the the. Uh, um, a hundred percent. The themes going on between chaos and order mm-hmm. is a huge part, and I think, yeah, it was it was way way more than just a theme park movie. Uh, to take Scorsese's, you know, t- you know, term oh. as far as like saying that like movie superhero movies aren't, you know, he says aren't true art, which you know maybe they are. I would say there's art art in them, there's artistic value, but they all follow a script. It's kind of like going to a theme park. It's very mm-hmm. fleeting. You go, you have a great time. Oh, cool. And then you leave. And that's it. You know, no yep. one, you know, there's there's so much deeper, So there's much more deeper things to experience in life than theme parks um, and whatnot. And so The Dark Knight definitely broke broke away. Yeah, absolutely. From, from the narrative. And there were, th- I mean, yeah. Also, I would say that it it is the 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 moral... Like the depiction of human depravity and human moral decision mm. is so present in this movie, and I would say that the amount of because uh, another thing, and I would say that Marvel has phenomenally gotten so much better at this, 
compared to like the original Spider-Mans, which I even think those are good, but like now with WandaVision nah. and all these TV shows, there's different kind of Marvel. So, there's so much human. That's a totally yeah, no, different kind of Marvel. But you I know, but I'm saying the the human the human element and the the emotions and all that. Like we talked about Stan Lee, right? Stan Lee's humanized and 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 brought emotions into this. Yeah, but, but he, I would say he did that before. You know, Christopher Nolan even knew that. Like, well, oh, he's prob- before all, he's probably born. Uh, well, of course. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I just would say it's it's genius. I, I mean, the, the Dark Knight is. And here's the thing: it's hard to compare because you know movies are a lot like. I mean, it's an art. It's hard to compare what's better. Like, if you were to say what's better, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, or American Beauty, it's hard to it's hard to right. compare. In the same way that, like, in martial arts, you see, you can't say. This guy be is the champ. He could beat everyone because styles make fights. And right. num- one uh, fighter number one could beat up fighter number two um, and beat up fighter number three. Um, but fighter number four, who lost to fighter number three, could beat fighter number one. Styles mm-hmm. make fights. And mm-hmm. in the same way, it's hard to compare really what is the best movie of all time and compare like... Yeah, movies to each other, right? And that's why we get subgenres and that's different genres of movies. And that's why I think the best movie of all time, if we're going to choose one, has to be the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, the Lord of the Rings. What, one that kind of like the ta- it's a romance between two hobbits. Absolutely. And uh, you've got the action that anybody could just. I think, but I think like Shawshank for for them to say for that to be the number one movie on IMDb makes sense. Yeah, you know. That is crazy to me. I yeah. love. Listen, it's a great movie. Well, I was the one that threw it out the other day. I want to read the top ten as a best ten. Movies. But we have to think about what is one movie that embodies everything we love about cinema, everything we love about it, from the artistic value, like at all those points. You know, um, Tommy I got Rousseau's one. I got the one, room. I don't. Th- I don't know if you guys have seen it. Mm, come on. I, I think it's one of the best movies of all time. Come on, bring it. It's from 1957. He said Interstellar. It's number five on IMDb's list. Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men, the original. Oh. I haven't seen it. Henry Fonda. Haven't seen it. I would recommend. I, I say we watch it together because I, I'm not kidding you. Still to this day, stands up. I haven't seen it. Stands up, and guys, too. that is. I'm gonna do some quick math. I don't know. Here's the thing. I think we're gonna put sixty-four years. I think we're gonna have to do this. We're just gonna have to go and and put a list of all of our movies up on whatever platform we decide to put this podcast yeah on. <laughs> yeah and then everybody can just judge them for themselves yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts Dude, guys it's it's interesting yeah mm. it's interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i was gonna go back into the, uh. the avengers dark knight talk but i don't know <laughs> no no no, no. I, that's, we, that's cheesy we talk can, keep can i just say can i just say something what yeah there's not been a single and and you can you can try and bring anything into this. Star Wars, probably the biggest saga out there. Yeah, probably. But nobody has done it as well as Kevin Feige's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Dude, that's a bold it's, claim. It's not only held together. What do you mean by that? So I think. Linear uh, starting with line. starting with and here's the thing, excluding Fox's X Men and yeah. Fantastic Four because so you're those saying aren't starting, with starting, with, Man. S- starting with starting with uh, starting with Hulk. Starting with Hulk. Hulk was the first one, right? Was right. it Ruffalo? 
No. No, it was Edward Norton. That's right. Oh, lol. And he did fantastic. I would have loved to have him return. Yeah. I know there was there was a bunch of stuff that went on with that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a crazy thing that I don't know if they had all this in mind of what it would become. They did though. Here's the thing: at the end of Hulk, they did a and I didn't even know about this at this time. This was like a a crazy thing, and this was like. I don't know. This is 2003. This is before YouTube. So you couldn't get on YouTube and be like, oh, there's a secret ending for Hulk. And I found about I found out about this like decade, a decade later Mm -hmm. about this extended scene where in this bar. Samuel Jackson walks in with uh, Tony Stark or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and it's uh, is it? Is it Samuel Jackson? I think it's just Tony Stark walks up to, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Edward Norton. No, the general. The general of, uh, who's like a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. I can't remember the, the his lady? name. No, 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 no. Uh, he's got a bushy mustache. I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Anyways. We'll move on. Anyways, so he, he comes up and he goes, and like Iron Man's there. And that sets up the whole entire premise, which was Iron Man that rolls right into, uh, was it Thor? Thor was the next one. Um, or was it know. Captain America? Here, here, I'm going to pull it up follows, a list really yeah, quick. There's a list to follow it. But here's, here's another thing we got to think about. Once you let the cat out of the bag, and I think Caleb's probably going to agree with me on this. Once you let the cat out of the bag and do crossovers in the Marvel Universe... You can't get that back. No. So now... Well, and uh, they've never intended to go back. Everything that they've opened up has gone even further, and they've set it up with multiple different Easter eggs in each movie. So now, though, is it over? Because... No. No, not even close. But here's the thing, Not even close. You just have to keep going, and there's just one threat after another, and then you keep doing these single superhero movies. Why aren't they all together? Like... Why aren't uh, they all together fighting these world, uh, these Earth threats? I Iron think that's that's what they're setting up. Iron Man came out before Hulk, but it came out a month before Hulk. But but here's the thing. No way. Here, that's what it says, dude. I'm freaking looking at it right now. We gotta we gotta circle back to this. But like in Spider Man Far From Home, that was a a world crisis. Why wasn't everyone on board of the Avengers helping? Or in, in, in any movie. In any movie after the first they, Avengers. They explained that. Kind of, but you kind of have to just like say like, oh, this oh, is oh, well, why, oh, oh well, this was so, so this was after Endgame is when that happened. Um, right? Because this is after Endgame, yeah. Tony, Tony gives them the glasses and the glasses are uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, and he's dead. Right. So Tony's dead. So sad. Captain America is gone. You have, and I think this is what they're going into with like, uh, uh, the Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. It's mm. like these guys cannot do anything. Like we just had Endgame. Everybody, you know, Doctor Strange is back at the Sanctum. You have Wanda who's well, in this hex. Like all, the Avengers are scattered. Captain Marvel went back into space. Like everybody is everywhere. Yeah. And the Avengers can't be together. And I think they do a really good job of explaining that in a way that makes sense. So I w- I think my thing is though if they're going to keep going mm-hmm. 
like it just seems a little monotonous like just another I, another life like existential threat that comes along and like the same thing kind of the same oh yeah. structure and i'm just kind of like w- w- but I'm it's it's different because like dude think about it black widow and tony stark are out of it but at the same time it's <laughs> it's gonna follow the str- it's gonna That's follow a big deal. <laughs> it's it is, dude. I it's, don't know what it's you guys are gonna follow the same them. structure, though, of like existential threat. The team breaks up, they come back together, and they win. I agree with you, but I would also say that, from my opinion, okay, it's about to get super deep. Right. In the sense of they're and gonna dive in so much deeper. But here's the thing: we've had the these shows. these kinds of coming of age tales, like for centuries. It's not like they're reinventing a new story. But I, I don't even think that's a problem. I think it's how you tell the story. That's my problem, though, with superhero movies in general. Why they are in their own category, they can never, they can never be the best movies of all time. To me, did you see, did you see Infinity War? I thought Infinity War was amazing. I loved it. Yes, because the the heroes still, failed. Still, I would still give it a seven out of ten, which is really good for me. But. When they failed, I was like, this is awesome. But I knew next movie they're going to find a way to win, which I'm not a fan of the time travel thing because now they've opened up that bag. They can just use that whenever anything goes wrong, right? That's what I had. A, I had a yes. little bit of problem with that. Yes. Yes and no. And we love a good ending. You can never end a superhero saga with them all dying. Like, of course, you know, we can't do that. No. And so they're fun. They're fun movies. But as far as the best movies the most influ- influential movies i prefer more ambiguous movies that are um yeah i don't know dude and that <laughs> dude at the end of the day garrett i think it's okay if they're not your favorite movies like i really do i don't but it, it's, I have not no it's not that they're just not my favorite movies it's just like like martin scorsese said the thing about it's not art it's just theme park movies bro i kind of agree with him on that i kind of want to beat his no don't beat him don't beat him up he's he's old he's an old fella he's, he's old s- he's old and small he doesn't he's get it old and tiny dude i think he's, he's also just so jealous tiny. with all the money that they're making dude, he's, he's got plenty of money bro. yeah he's bro. fine but that's i kind of but do you do you get tired at all of like it's the same script no of? why not because, dude, I, I think this is why comic books sold so well. It's because yeah. it's it's they're relatable, especially Marvel. I think they're they're the most relatable superheroes on the market, and I think they've got a a, a good following enough to where like when these big comic book things happen, where like the the fans, the real fans who are totally in it and they know everything about every one of these characters and they see something like that in theaters on the big screen, they get so crazy about it Mm. because it's like, I don't know. Like we've been trying to put superheroes kind of on the big screen for a long time and they've always been so cheesy and like, you know, the, the wires and like, the whole like magic of it all has always just been so unrealistic. But when you can actually portray something, and I, maybe this is just with how effects have become like so, you know, so good looking. 
where it's like you can't tell that you know this that's all cgi like a whole scene is just cgi you're not even looking at anything real anymore you know i i give them credit because the new dc stuff is the hardest trash. garbage uh, it's the hardest garbage i've ever seen in my entire life trash all of it what did you guys think of the new wonder woman I haven't seen it. The first one was okay, loved it. but I heard that the new nineteen eighty four. I heard yeah. that it was awful. I I loved I really the message. What was the message? You want to know why it was good? They humanized the characters. They specifically the villain. Here's the thing, and and this is what I think a lot of people hated, hated about it. Baby. They but hated they hated this aspect, and it was just the fact that like when it came down to it, like the I I don't want to. Spoil it for Garrett because he hasn't seen it. Probably not going to watch it. Probably not going to watch it. Spoiler alert. Ready? Three, two. This guy dies. Actually, no, he doesn't die. He just gives up. Who? Pedro Pascal or Chris Pine? Yeah, Pedro. So he's he gets uh, he he finds this artifact, and he uh, it becomes this ultimate grandmaster wizard, just granting wishes. He becomes a, a genie, essentially, but he feeds off of people's wishes and he makes them come true. And uh, there's like, oh, oh gosh, what did she say at the end, Caleb? Um, in which movie? 1984. Oh, dude, oh, dude, yes, it's uh, it's it's the not. The truth will set you yeah, free. The tr- yeah, she That's says scripture. the truth. That's yeah. scripture, dude. She says the truth. The That's actual, scripture. The actual truth is that you. Yes. Not your truth. Right. The actual truth. Yeah, but there's no way they were meaning that. Dude, they I don't were. know. They I don't were. Know. I think so. No way, dude. Dude, they Patty were, Jenkins, though. baby, Patty Jenkins, dude, I don't know coming through. I, I think you should watch it, and I think this 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 is like the whole kind of like theme throughout the thing is like she has to give up this person who is. Uh, embodying uh, her past lover. Chris Pine? Yes. And this is what happens. She ends up having to realize that, like, she can't have this fake version of her husband because it's someone else's body. And she Wait, has he's to, not real? No. No, so so she makes a wish to this guy oh. or to this thing, this artifact, oh. and it, like, she envisions, envisions him in this person's body when she sees him. So it's just a it's it's a real person or no? It's a real person. And they have their own body and like it's just Chris Pine's head on this person. That's so weird. Yeah. But it's not Chris Pine when she kisses him and she knows it and she's like like I don't so good. Yeah, it's so weird, but she ends up having to give it up cuz she's like you're not really here. Yep. And this isn't you. Mm. And I and like she there's like this whole thing where she runs away from it and she knows what she has to do because she has to give up these fantasies, these things that she wants to hold on to for the real truth of it all, which is that he's dead and he's not coming back. And she can't have him forever. Interesting. And it's it's all about letting go of like what's, you know, not really there and, and embracing the real truth. And that's what she says. She's like, listen, you got to realize that the does truth she, will set you free. And does she do, does she do an altar call at the end? She does an altar call and everyone got saved. Yeah, that's dude. awesome. I can <laughs> see this movie. Dude, I would say that it is the most, it's the most humanistic, in my opinion, DC film that's ever come out. Everyone got saved. Human, I'm not a humanist. Are you no. saying like humanist or like? I'm saying like, I'm no. saying like, 
it depicts actually like real human emotion. Interesting. Yes, and I would say that Mar- I would say that. What DC's about Spider-Man Three Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That's a disgrace. Hey, Sandman at the end, he was a villain, but he came and he says, uh, I have feelings too. I, it was and then he starts crying and becomes all clumpy. Yeah, he says, like, I had a daughter. I was trying to help her. Yeah. I accidentally shot your father. I'm sorry. Her and then uncle. he just flies away. We should just and we should just title this uh, this episode uh, Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. You haven't seen Spider-Man Spoiler 3 by now. Spoilers every Don't do it. three minutes. Yeah. You know those movies are over uh, underrated. The first three Spider Man. I I liked Tobey Maguire. I did. I I liked him in the first one. The third one killed me, man. Why? Uh, okay. Like well, James Franco sucked. You didn't like him. He sucked. I and liked. I loved the black Spider Man, the dark Spider Man. No, the Venom. Oh, oh, the black Spider Man suit. Dude, that was a sick. Everyone, yes. everyone hates on the hip thrust. The symbiote. Um. I love the hip thrusts. Dude, Personally. emo Spider-Man Dude, walking down it. the street. Yeah, that's so funny. Bro, eyeliner. Same energy Toby to me. Maguire. So that's the same energy as Star Wars 3. <laughs> like, bad, bad. Okay, okay. Interesting. Cool. Cool. I liked Star Wars 3. I liked Star Wars 1. Episode 1? You know, the only thing I didn't like about that was them trying to sort of explain the force with like he has this many midichlorians. You know, I, I I wasn't down on that. Yeah. I I mean I I loved I love all the Star Wars up until up until uh eight and nine. Seven the new one that Force Awakens came out, I was like, you know, there's some things I didn't like, but I can do. And then eight and nine came out and I was like, What is going like what? What is happening? I'm gonna keep this going here for a second. I'm I'm solo. Ben and Caleb uh, have abandoned me. Um, but it's interesting though because the Spider-Mans, or when the Spider-Mans were coming out originally, there wasn't a lot of superhero superhero movies coming out. You know, at that time it wasn't like one every year. No, you know, it's no. very scary. The last thing you had was Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Or Superman. Yeah, I guess Superman Super- was there's, there. a, there's a phase with a bunch of Supermans with, uh, what's that guy's name? Chris. Not Chris. Uh, well, there, there were Supermans, and then Christopher Reeves did the Superman Returns, which I thought was underrated as well. Yeah. It wasn't as action-packed. Do you guys know who Lex Luthor was? Kevin Spacey. Was it? What? Okay, yeah. I, I was, I was going to ask. He was, was Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah, yeah that's so funny. And it Bald wasn't, Kevin Spacey. W- was not action-packed, but... I mean, I don't know. It actually, wasn't that good. Six out of ten, maybe. <laughs> I look. I liked. I liked Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. I thought he was good. I thought he. I thought he was a good Peter Parker. Mm. Stan Lee says that Tom Holland is exactly what he when he was making Spider Man what he thought Spider Man would be. Dude is a perfect embodiment to him. I yeah. I really like Tom Holland. I really like his acting, and not just in Spider Man. And and the other things he's been in the there what was, what was the movie he just came out with? Not the Devil cherry all one. the time. Devil all There's the time. There's a he's coming out with a movie called Beneath the Scarlet Sky, and it's one of my favorite books of all time about an Italian kid during uh, World War Two. True story. I'm excited. You know I I yeah. I think he's good, man. Dude, I go. I think he's I think he's gonna win an Oscar in five years. I don't know about that. I don't know if he's. We'll we'll see. I don't know if he's that. If he's that level, 
I said five years. I don't know if he's interested in that, though. Did you see Devil All the Time? You need to. I just don't know. I just don't know. Are you guys excited about Cherry? Which is... Yes. It's Dude, it's freaking the Avengers directors. Yeah. The Russo brothers. Don't tell me that. It's their, it, but, dude, it's their first non-Marvel film. Okay, can we talk about... Hey, I want to talk about actors. I want to talk about one specific actor. Oh, my gosh, Ooh. dude. You guys ready for this? And I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a comparison to a musical artist. Oh boy! You ready for this? Oh no! I want to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Wait, what artist are you comparing them ready to? Ready for this? Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> I think that Leonardo DiCaprio, his goal, as an actor, and we know very clearly because he has wanted to win an Oscar for so long and has tried so hard to win one. Do you think do you think that he really a hundred percent to a hundred percent? Yes, he's said it. He's vocally said it and he's been pissed when he hasn't won. Really? I think his desire to win an Oscar, I would compare to Taylor Swift's desire to win a Grammy. That's ridiculous. You know, Grammys are, are you serious? Gra- like both of them are dumb, but I, I think, think Grammys right. I think I'm right. Gram- Grammys are way dumber than I completely Oscars agree with you. Sure. I completely agree. Dude, with you. if you're telling me that all these like all these songs that are TikTok songs are getting nominated, but we can at least say that the movies at the Oscars, even if they're they're giving them out like like participation trophies to whoever makes out about what cultural like topic is relevant to that day, we can at least say that they're good, you know. I, I I'm on the same page. They're different for sure. Um it, it's just a, I, I'm it's a it's a just just a thing I was saying. It doesn't really. Do you think that the best actor um, is the one with the most Oscars? Um, I think it no, but I think it just ha- so happens that it is. Because think about it, who who has some Daniel ha- Daniel Day Lewis and who's the female that has the most? M- Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. There you go. I'm not sure. I don't. I haven't seen her in a lot of things, but I think she's been nominated for like 14, and she's won three. Yeah, she has. Uh, she's. She's got a lot, dude. She's definitely got a lot. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis has three. I think he's the best actor, but I don't think that that's like what makes him the best actor. I, do you think Oscars. he's objectively the best male actor of our time? Gosh, I think so. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I like how he doesn't... He like I like how he, in between movies, he doesn't... Well, one, he doesn't do too many movies. He doesn't. I Two, love that. in between, he takes time off and he makes shoes at a shoe shop in Ireland or something like that. Is he really? He lives in... Ireland and and just does that. And he only works with like a few directors. I'd love he do, you're completely right. And I would love his favorite director is Paul Thomas Anderson, the director of There'll yeah. Be Blood, Boogie Nights. Mm. Um uh oh, what's what's the one The Master? Did you guys see The Master? No, unfortunately I didn't. You guys haven't seen The Master? I need to. Guys, that is a movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Joaquin Phoenix. I might say Joaquin Phoenix's best role besides the Joker. I, I, mean, I, I would say it is it, so damn good. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, Amy Adams? Dude, you know what's a really good movie to, to go into is the Joker. I'm, I'm I down. love that movie. I'm down to talk hey, about it. Hey, we might have guess. to That's do a whole, pod, a whole episode on just that. I think we might need I'm to. I'm so down. There's so much to talk about with that movie. Should we just stop it and go right into another podcast about that, that movie? <laughs> we might. What we else? Might. What do you? T- we want to know what you guys want to hear us talk about. Let, so let, yes. Let's talk know, about. Let's talk about. Let's go. Send on it act- in. Yeah. Let's go on the actors though. So, I do. I will say. I do want to say this. I love Leo. I really do. Please 
Send us send us a list. Yeah. yeah. Give us some info. Yeah. What do you guys want us to talk about? Please. Um we care to know. Comment. But you got to think about this. Best actor of all time. It's <laughs> not even close. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Has National Treasure one, in the most movies. two, and three's coming. And three's coming. I will oh cry when three comes out. Dude. And I think they got the cast back. I think Riley and Diane Kruger's in it. I think, oh. they're, both, I think they're both coming back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they bring the villain from 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 the, the first, first one. one. I oh hope they bring. Uh, what is it? Uh, Sean Bean. Sean, dude, yeah. From Lord of the Rings, <laughs> dude. What is it? Yeah. Uh, Boromir. Boromir. Yeah, 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 dude. I hope they freaking bring Game him back, and he's like the or he teams up with them. The thing that's weird, did he die in the movie? In the first one? No, he remember remember yeah, he got arrested he, he, by the FBI. Nicholas Cage doesn't want to go to jail. He's that's like, the first time that I really Sean to go to jail. hasn't died. He's yeah. not died in a movie. Bring, hey, let's bring him back and then have him die. I yeah, want that. Dude, dude here's the thing. That's what I'm promoting. I I would love the plot of season of the third the se- I say seasons, dude. If 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 Natural Treasure was a TV show, oh my gosh. But if if the third <laughs> like on Nickelodeon or something was like he is the same freaking uh what's that that stupid guy that the head of the FBI or whatever that's always there oh, Harvey yeah, Keitel yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Harvey Keitel if freaking the plot is like well I have you to find this treasure places. but I, I need my buddy to come back can we can we get him out for this mission <laughs> and then he comes out and then he freaking dies dude yes the same way his friend died in the first one <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry okay I'm done Gary what do you think. I'm just, I'm just looking at best actor winter winners the past couple of years. I would say, ready for this? I think Jack Nicholson is definitely one of the best actors. Yeah, he's up really? there. Really? Have you guys seen As Good As It Gets? No. Mm, guys, there's so many movies we need to watch. That movie is phenomenal. Yeah, dude. If there's that many movies we haven't watched, maybe we should just shut our mouths more. That's definitely. True. Dude, Nicolas Cage has won an Oscar for best actor. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, freaking... Yeah. Um, we got to watch it. I've never seen it, but I want to watch it so bad. Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. Wow. Hey, how about this? Two actors that are interchangeable, the male version and the female version of each of them is, I think just let me know what y'all think. What do you mean by that? Like, they're the same? Like, this, the, the guy is the female version of her, and she's the female version of him. Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep. What do you think? Uh, oh, I hear you on that. What do you think? That's interesting. Both kind of like parental figures in a way. Um, both beloved. Meryl Streep threw shade at MMA though. Um, oh, then she's right out. I don't know what she was talking. Get her about. out of here. She said something really like. I don't know what she was talking about. Um, All right, ready for this? Matt Damon <laughs> and Amy Adams. <laughs> and Amy Adams. Um, no. I was gonna say Matt Damon and Julia Roberts. I was I was gonna say. Are you really gonna do that? Are you really? Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say, dude. I don't know why, but that's just the thing. Dude, I was too. (laughs) That's so crazy. Oh, let's just do that. Yeah. Throw one out there, Garrett. One guy. We'll match it up with a girl. George Clooney. Oh. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra. Were you gonna say Sandra Bullock? Dude, that's so sick. That's so sick. Sandra Bullock, dude. (laughs) Why was I gonna say Sandra Bullock? Gravity, because of gravity. They're both in gravity. Uh, That's it. That's why oh, we thought it. Dang but, it. But, dude, it also uh, works. It also works. All right, ready for this? I got one. I got a girl for you guys. That's weird. Okay. Je- Jennifer Lawrence. Don't say it. <laughs> I have to think. I don't dude. know. Dude. 
is the big one. Do not say Bradley Cooper. Oh dang it! That's who I would have said. But dude, that's you know who I would say? No, dude. I'm not. I can't say it. You guys. Who? Say it. I was gonna say uh, uh, Ryan Gosling. For who's yes. Jennifer Lawrence? No oh, way. That's so good. No way. I don't know. Absolutely disagree. Really? Really? I think Ryan Gosling. The movies is so they good. do are so different. Are you thinking Chris Pine? No, 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 no. Just Ryan Gosling does. Ryan Gosling, his movies are just way different. Oh, ready for this? Christian Bale. Dude, Christian Bale's a good actor. I'm trying to think of an a-hole woman who would just yell at people on sets. Probably Meryl Streep. Probably Meryl Streep. <laughs> but dude, the, the Tom Hanks Meryl Streep one's good. Um, that one's really good. Natasha Bedingfield? Natasha Christian Bale. Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that's the male to male. Yeah, that's the male to male. Stop it. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everyone hates Ellen right now, so <laughs> she's not. Dude, an this actor. is fun. I like this guy. Is she? She's been. A, she's a Dory, dude. Uh, that doesn't count. Okay, Jack Black. Voice actors uh, or not? Jack actors? Black. Uh, Amy Bo- Poehler. Or Amy Schumer. He's way funnier than both of those people. Or Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. I think that might be a good one. I think that's a good one. But dude, honestly, Spy was such a good movie. Yeah. She's she's not that bad. Ben, what are you thinking over there? I don't know. Throw one at us. Throw another. (sighs) I'm ready for this. And then we gotta wrap up. Um last one. Last one. Here we go. I got one if you don't. Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, we all just say Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. Jake's yes. such a better actor. What? I don't know, dude. Jake is Jake is such a good actor. He's I'm, a great I'm, actor. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to say. Someone who doesn't, who's just, feel, I don't know. Feel like really should care about their career, and uh, not just. I'd say Emma Stone. I think that's who I'd say. Mm, I think I'd okay, say Emma Stone. Okay, but uh, but not all the way there. But I I'd say that. Or Carrie Mulligan, dude. Maybe, Carrie Mulligan, dude. Maybe after promising young woman, that that's a big contender for me. Yeah, she's such a good actor actress. I was really I was really impressed with her. I get her and Michelle Williams. Oh yeah, but I think she's way better than Michelle Williams. Um, Do not like Michelle Williams. I don't. Why don't you like Michelle Williams? I just think she's not a very good actress. Dude, I would put Angelina Jolie up there. Okay, with Jake Gyllenhaal. With Jake Gyllenhaal. She's more like well, uh, is she more well known? You think? Angelina. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but not anymore. She's done some weird roles. Maybe because of her. you know, involvement in the tabloids, as they might say. You know, she's coming out. There's a new movie coming out. Do you guys know who? She's in Eternals. Do you, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. This is her year because there's a movie. Do you guys know who? I, mean, I, I actually was looking at this last night. This is the last thing we can talk about. Alejandro and Yuri Tukic. No, no, no. no. Th- dude, this is it. The artist or the director, Taylor Sheridan. Do you guys know who Taylor Sheridan is? No. Okay, this is a guy we need to start paying attention to. Here's why. He's directed only a few movies. He here's the thing that you're going to be interested in, Garrett. He got his start from writing. Guess guess what his first writing credit was? He wrote Sicario. Mm. Sicario script was his. Mm. He then he then came out with Hell or High Water, a movie. Mm. Then Wind River, which I'm telling you guys, you have to watch this movie. Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen. It is so fantastic. 
And then he created the show Yellowstone that's currently going on right now. But his next movie's coming out. It's called Those Who Wish Me Dead, and it's starring Angelina Jolie. Who is that? What's that movie about? Dude, I cannot wait. Here, I'll, I'll read the plot. A teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. And here's the thing. That's yeah, dude, here's that's the thing. pretty awesome. Taylor Sheridan always does like some sort of Midwestern Western piece because Wind River was in like the 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 middle of nowhere, yeah. uh, like Mi- Mississippi yeah. or yeah. Idaho. Hell or High Water's Texas, and then Yellowstone is all um, Yellowstone. Um, but dude, I'm, I'm telling you guys, Taylor Sheridan, that's my that's my director of the week. Dope. All right, be on the lookout for our list. We're coming back at with you well, on next uh, podcast. Talk about music. Ooh. Talk about uh, more fandom stuff. UFC, dude. We don't know. We're not sure where we're going, but. Uh, Thanks for taking me. See, See you guys. next time.